This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. I have a distinguished guest today, George Gilligan. Hello, George. Hey, Carm. How's it going? So happy that you came on board, and we, we just can't wait to see your place today in the virtual tour near the end of the show. And uh, just a little bit before that, George and I are going to talk about his satellite location, his new satellite location, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I'd love to show a picture of George's place that we're going to go and see. Now, this George is only Revolution Motor Works in Finksburg, Maryland. This is the main location, right? This is the main location, yep, the original. Uh, mostly Euro or are you all makes and models? Mostly Euro, that's our specialty, but we do do all makes and models, kind of the fill in the gaps. Okay, so you won't turn anybody away? No, not really. Not nowadays. Hey, so look, at Dorman's got some very interesting training coming up in uh, in a few weeks, actually, September 17th and 18th. It's going to actually happen at their headquarters company. And that's going to be uh, in uh, Colmar, Pennsylvania, DormanTrainingCenter.com, DormanTrainingCenter.com. We're going to be down there for that, Tracy and I. Thank you so much, Dorman, for being our partner on the show. The innovations behind Dorman product solutions are centered around your needs. Dorman has revamped the traditional wiper motor and transmission assemblies by combining them into one unit instead of two, therefore creating a complete repair rather than using individual components. The wiper motors and transmission assemblies have been combined into one installation. Now, how many times has a customer asked for a fix where only one component is broken and a week later, they're back in because the other part failed? Now, there's no more need to worry about managing refurbished parts or replace individual ones. This innovation saves the customer 35% on total repair time. So save yourself the headache when working on the motor or the linkage. Fix the problem completely. Do the job once and make happy customers. This product is available for various makes and models. Chances are that if you're in the market for one, Dorman Products has you covered. Want to learn more about Dorman's innovations? Visit dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Again, thank you so much, Dorman. Uh, In a moment, George, I'm going to ask you how business is. But in the meantime, you have uh, been so kind to come on the show. Uh, Here's a couple of examples. Customer amenities with uh, Rachel Spencer and Matt Lockowitzer. You were on with us. That was great. I mean, we were talking about, you know, bathrooms from the Ritz-Carlton style things. So thank you for contributing to that. And also, why are we better than the car dealerships? You were on there with uh, John Klosterman and Jake Sorensen. Thank you for both of those. Let's talk some business. First of all, George, how is business? Business has been good. It's been good this year. It started to started to slow down a little bit. It, it always does that this time of year. Our schools go back today. You know, my kids went back today. But yeah, lead up to September has always been kind of a slowdown for us, just just for school reasons. Yeah, they're spending money on on back to school, focusing on other things, and frankly, uh, the last ditch effort to get on a vacation for the summer, right? 
for sure. Yeah, those last minutes, last minute Labor Day vacations. Well, I, I still think it's going to be extremely busy. So you put up, we're going to see a tour, of, of, of a great video tour, I've been told. And, and I think everyone knows on the show that I don't see the tour until the, the video plays, which is really kind of exciting for me is that I, I'm seeing it for the first time, like our viewer and listener is. You decided, hey, listen, we need some more space. And you found yourself a satellite. It was a little over a year ago, beginning of 2021, we were busting at the seams. Like we had no space. We were turning people away because we didn't have anywhere to do the work. There's a building attached to the back of our building now. And we are kind of hoping that the guy there was going to leave <laughs> so we could take over the whole place. And he decided the last minute to resign his lease. So we were kind of like stuck. And where we're at now is a great location. So we didn't want to lose this spot, but it's just the space is just not there. We couldn't really build on it to expand. It wasn't ours to do that. And we didn't want to invest the money in that. So we we're thinking about what to do. Do we leave? Do we find a new place? And, you know, there was this diamond in the rough, we could call it across the street that we had been driving by for a year with a for lease sign, but it was a dump. And we finally scheduled a meeting to kind of go check it out just to see what it was all about. And wow, it was a dump is all I can say. Um, but you know, the place we're in now was a kind of a dump when we got here, but we saw the potential in what it was and, and the sweat equity put into it, you know, that, that what made it work for us. You made it a diamond in the rough. Yeah. We, we sat on that diamond for a, that coal for a long time to make it a diamond for sure. Um, we could see the potential and it is probably what I should have said to say the least, Rough. We had a lot of negotiations with the landlord to get them to clean up some of the mess and the leftovers that were left from the previous tenant that had been there for 20 years. That was definitely a lot of work. Negotiation. And then once we even got in there, it was still a lot of work. We had to rewire the whole building, all new electrical. I mean, they had, when they left, they had cut, cut wires off and just bare wires hanging out of the wall. So we couldn't risk, you know, with, we couldn't risk any kind of safety issues. So we upgraded the whole place electrically, put new lighting in. So I'm assuming, George, the landlord worked with you on this. I mean, you, you made it the way you wanted it, but they paid for it? They cleaned it out, paid for it. Then we had a deal for some of the kind of rent back. We, we did the work. They gave us free rent in return to kind of get us up to speed. So, you know, we did work. We, we worked with one another best we could. And, and be honest, the price that we're paying for, not only is it quarter mile less down the street from us. It's on the opposite side of the road, but still a main road, still a main thoroughfare, great location. So we could, we could move the whole operation over there and still have a great location. So the amount of money we we're paying was just, it was, it was kind of tough, you know, like we kept rash, the rationale was it's still a great deal. Why not just do it? Got it. And it, and it's so close and you needed the room and you're a busy shop and uh, sometimes we're always faced with, uh, how do I put more productivity through my building? Hey, listen, there's a lot of ways to improve that. Your choice was, let's go to another place. Now, are you putting all kinds of work there, just mechanical, diag work? What's going on there? We're doing everything there, but we are doing a lot of the bigger stuff, engine jobs, because we have more space there. The shop now is kind of small, a little bit claustrophobic. If you're pulling an engine out, you know, you're banging into the wall behind you and there's not a lot of room to move. So, you know, if we do have a bigger job, it's going over there, but they still do diag and everything else over there as well. But that is our hub for the main big stuff. How many techs are there? Right now we've got two. Uh, we've got six bays over there. Um, 
but we have a, a new technician that just started today. Um, he's actually, the way we're doing it is we're starting the new techs at the main location, kind of keep them close to home, keep them close to the advisors, learn our processes, learn our inspection process. And then once he's comfortable, probably a month or so, you know, depending on how they progress, then he's going to go over there and that's going to be his home because we have the, the space over there. Is that your ideal uh, three techs, six bays? Three to four. Yeah, you know, that we're, we're thinking two bays per tech is, is pretty good. But, you know, as a technician, having two bays is great. But at the same time, as a shop owner, you know, you, you kind of need to make the most of the uh, space available. We don't want to have cars just sitting in there, just kind of hanging out. We want them to be, uh, be busy. But, yeah, three, three to four techs max. There wouldn't be any more than four. Do you have a full-time parking lot shuttle attendant <laughs> in order to make all this work? We've talked about that. We've talked about hiring a kind of a valet or some, so to speak, you know, they could drive customers, they could drive cars, parts, um, but we're not right there yet. You know, what the way we're doing it now is we've got two advisors. They're taking turns kind of shuttling parts as the technicians come back from a test drive or they're done with the car, they bring it back to the main spot. They'll take a car back with them. They'll take, you know, we have bins that, are, and you'll see on the video, we have bins that we'll put the parts in for across the street and, Try to make be as efficient as we can with the transport, but sometimes it is me jumping in the car, driving it over there with some parts in it, oil, what have you, to to make it work. But down the road, yeah, we're gonna have somebody. You know, I know a lot of guys that do have uh, close by locations where the overflow is going, and when they order parts in, I think a ship to location on their ticket, they would like annex to or you know or, or the, the particular name of the place. Wouldn't your parts people be delivering today? store or that that uh, location depending on the vendor so we do a lot of world packs since we're import we've tried it and it seems to always go to the wrong spot they've told us well the best way to do it is to create a new parts account and then but the advisor has to switch accounts and then the advisor forgets to switch accounts and then the parts come back to the main spot we're trying to streamline it that is on the radar as well but we do we're a napa auto care as well so you know our napa will will deliver there but some of the import stuff, we really don't use Napa for that. Encourage anyone who can find themselves a location going to be a lot less money than starting from total scratch, right? For sure. Now, we had thought through a lot of these obstacles and we thought we had figured out the best way. But sometimes, you know, you can have a plan until you put it in place and say, oh, yeah, we need to modify this, that. The biggest obstacle we found is we don't want our technicians driving around looking for cars and parts, you know, that's, that's not their job. They're not efficient doing that. So I would keep in mind, you know, you definitely have to think about the logistics. Like, for, like you said, it's, it's the number one issue we've had is logistics. Yeah. It's a lot less overhead and you have more space, but you got to get the cars and, and the communication factor, you know, when you're, when you're a bay away is one thing, but when you're across the street, communication between techs and advisors can definitely take a hit. So, you know, using Slack, using text, um, you know, that's that's how we've overcome that. The phone sometimes is tough because, you know, the advisor's on the phone with somebody else and the tech's trying to call them. They're getting mad that they're not answering the phone, but send them a, a, a Slack message and it pops up in front of them while they're working. So, you know, communication's a big obstacle as well. Well, there's a great takeaway. A nice little tool for uh, the, the shop owners that are listening is Slack. We use Slack in my company. It is a great way 
to stay in touch. There's so many things that Slack can really do for you. So uh, if, if you've got a big organization, even if it's a single place and the owner isn't ne- necessarily always there and there needs to be transparent communication amongst all peoples and or all departments, it's not like I don't own Slack, but it's been really, it's been really good for us. Hey, thanks for the great advice on satellites. I can't wait to get the tour and get some behind the scenes information. Uh, let's talk about some of the latest episodes that we have done today, Tuesday. Great. Part two came out with me, Bob Cooper, and Darren Barney, Customer Perceptions Part Two. This is going to be a, a, a well-listened-to series, Part One, Two, and Three. Part Three comes out in a few weeks. Uh, Bob assembled some uh, uh, consumers right from off the street and asked them some really interesting and some tough questions, and we've got the answers to all of them. Actually, we can see the video of the of the answers from the consumers. Matt Fonslow with Dutch Silverstein, Straight Talk to Technicians is part two. Excellent, excellent episode. I I can't uh, not encourage every shop owner to encourage every technician that they have to listen to this because it puts the whole, a lot of the mathematicals behind running a business into perspective. Uh, Hunt Demarest, am I going to be audited? You're going to love this episode with all this thing about the 87,000 IRS agents that have just come out of this most recent bill. Hunt puts it into perspective for you. You're going to love this. And uh, Kim and Brian, is it customer service or is it marketing? Thank you for always supporting the podcasts. Now, let's jump into your great shop tour. Can't wait to see this thing. All right. Well, this is just a side view in our parking lot. I figured I'd start out there. You know, we, we have the Euro colors. We started out as pretty much German only. That's where our background was. Uh, I was a technician at the dealer for a long time. So uh, we got our key box there. That's been great for after hours pickup. And we'll get a view of our waiting room. We, we renovated this fully you know we got all the amenities you know wi-fi tv we actually added that office in the back there during covid because we didn't really have the need for a big waiting room so we added some of these these stand-up desks for the advisors that way we could have our manager in that office back there not all the way in the back of the shop where i'm sitting today so they're kind of in the in the program they know what's going on they're up front I was going to stop that and comment to you on the glass just makes it so open well, we wanted to keep it open and airy. We didn't want it to close it close it off. We wanted it to look nice and open. Um, that used to be where our, our coffee bar and everything was back in the corner there and just another couple chairs. So we actually condensed the coffee bar up to the front, and you'll see that when we spin around. But we wanted to have the spot for the two advisors and our customer service rep up front in that very first desk. But, yeah, right up front here we have the coffee bar and this little snack bar and our our branded water bottles in that fridge there. We, we hand them out. Nice logoed. I love the water bottles. They have logos. Yeah. Got some, uh, you know, just little snacks, just something to tide people over. We don't really have too many waiters anymore. Maybe one, maybe two a day at the most. And they're only oil changes for the most part. So these are for the quick, quick go. So going into the front part of the shop and you'll see it is kind of cramped here. We're going to check out this parts area when we spin around, but air conditioned shop. So that makes it nice. It does. And and how many deep is the first, the bay on the right? So it's just one bay. So those first two is just one bay. Now that goes deep underneath and we'll see a little bit. Okay. You've got access on the other end. Yeah, they're deep bays. So there's our parts counter. So that first table there is the receiving table. That's where the drivers will bring the parts. And then that rack there in the center, 
Um, each one of those has a tag for the, the customer and we put the parts in the bins for the customer car or depending on the size, you know, we'll, you know, we've got a GTI there with some, with a clutch. So everything's kind of organized. The bottom bins with the stripes, they're the ones that go across the street. So anything that's for across the street for the satellite goes in those bins. George, that's so clever to identify them differently because, you know, all bins look the same. The yellow stripe idea, great idea. Yeah, I should have bought different color bins, but, you know, the stripes work. <laughs> Just uh, we use the digital route board, but we also, a lot of the guys, they like tangible. They like to touch something and move it. When they move it from one box to the next, it's a sense of accomplishment. When they're doing it on the computer, it just doesn't have the same, just doesn't have the same feel. I don't know. So we kind of do both. Um, it's just to keep everybody, they can look at it at a glance and say, Hey, these cars have been looked at. These haven't been looked at. You know, we've got our alignment machine over there, all the diag tools. We got our special tool cabinets. I think, I, yeah, I opened this to kind of like peek in there, but we have a few cabinets with all kind of tools and so we have our nice road force balancer. You know, we do a lot of the European stuff. So big, big wheels. We got the auto 34, you know, no damage, touchless machine. We feel like we had to invest in the good stuff. If you're going to work on the high end stuff, you have got to have that. For sure. That's our parts hallway. You could call it. We got our filters and stock oil and bulbs and nuts and bolts and stuff. So pretty stock there. The dealership you worked for before you started your business, was it... Uh... Audi? Was it BMW? Would it you? was Volkswagen, and I worked at BMW a little bit, but started at BMW, went to Volkswagen. We have better equipment than the dealer does. See, look at that. Yeah, so we have the Hawkeye Elite alignment machine, Road Force Elite, you know, so that we have the better stuff than the dealers in our area. They may eventually get the same stuff as us, but right now, even the Hunter service guide in our area, we're pretty friendly with him, and he, uh, he tells us, you guys got better equipment than them. You know, we keep good care of it. We keep it clean, and our guys are trained on it. Only a few guys really use it. So passing through, this is our little middle section here, locker room, compressor room. And then this is the back shop. So we got two more bays back here. So you can see we're kind of cramped. This is our main diag guy, Rob. Uh, he does all like the heavy stuff and some of the old Mercedes. He likes the Mercedes. So single door, two bay, two techs, two lifts. It, it's like this, its own little component there. Yeah, the building's built is, is broken up a little weird, so we kind of had to make a hole in the wall to make it work and put a doorway in. So where we walk through, we actually put that entry into that room because otherwise you had to go through an office and come around through the other side. So this is the back. This is our junk collection area. This is a work in progress. We've been slowly cleaning up, organizing back here. Got a shipping container to kind of handle some of the mess. This wasn't for the video. This was supposed to be cut. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, uh, no, right. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> all right, everybody, close your eyes. Yeah, that's the dirty behind <laughs> the, the curtain. <laughs> so are we going to go out and scope out the satellite? Yeah, we're going to hop in my truck and go across the street. So there's the drive. <laughs> so we're going to pull in right up here. So it's it's literally like a, a minute drive, not even a minute. So we have this whole whole parking lot here, which is pretty big. We had the building painted. It was like uh, the ugliest yellow you've ever seen. We painted it the same color as our other building. Got a big parking lot. So I, I go into the other corner here, but this is the new place. We've uh, We polished the floor, sealed it, polished it painted the ceiling, painted the walls. You know, look, as a technician, you know, you, you want to work in a really nice place. And my feelings is let's make this the best possible shop we can make. 
if we're going to try to get technicians from the dealership, let's make a shop that's better than the dealership. We have air conditioning. We have two air conditioning units in there. The guys keep it at 69 degrees. It's a little bit spoiled. I walk in there sometimes, and, you know, you got shorts on, you need to get a little chilly. We have multiple extended height lifts so we can work on the taller vans and sprinter vans and things like that. 12,000 pound lifts, LED lighting, garage door opener. They got an app on their phone. When they pull up, they can hit that on their phone, get the door open so they don't have to hop out of the car. Really wanted to make it a nice place. We got a floor machine that does wonders that you'd be surprised how spoiled guys get after they get a floor machine because, you know, mopping buckets, one thing, but you get a floor Zamboni as we call it. Yeah, I know. We've done a show on, on uh, the, if you will, the floor Zamboni and, and the importance of them. So we got a little equipment area there and we also have a smaller inventory over here of the essentials, filters and oils and such. We didn't want to duplicate everything we had, but we close to have everything duplicated, but a lot more space to breathe. Nice shop to work in, I feel like. It is nice. So this is the unfinished part. We've been waiting for this for almost, it's been a year uh, with permitting and such. This is going to be our conference room and my office. I'm kind of um, been kind of put out on the street here. I don't really have a place anymore. I have an office at my house, but you know, I got kicked out for other employees to have a space. So this will be my office here once we get the final permit. What's holding you up? Uh, the permit? Is it electrical inspection? What's, what's the issue? I had to get full architectural drawings. That took six months to get through and approved. Then it's just the little things. Like I'm waiting for a door now. It's going to be a six-week wait for an exit door. It has to be a, a ADA accessible door. It has the push bar on it. And that's going to be, you know, I'm still, I'm thinking I'm two weeks out before that comes in. So it's just been little things, things the contractor wasn't aware of. Um, you know, the building department in our area has been sued recently for poor inspections. So they've been extra diligent on their inspections. You and your team need to be so proud of this as an annex, if you will, a satellite to your main place. And to your point earlier, if we had to run a business out of here, it would be more than adequate. Right. And it's right on the main road. Great location. It's so it's a win-win situation. Yeah, we're leasing, but we weren't in a position to buy. Didn't really want to move to a new position. So it just made sense for us. So managed correctly, George, you're going to double your business. Oh, yeah. We have five bays, and one of those bays is an alignment rack at our existing location. So we've more than doubled our capacity. It's just now is finding the technicians that fit our culture to work there. Those little barriers, communication, logistics of cars. I mean, that's really it. Do you have enough throughput, enough customers, enough sales, marketing initiatives going to keep them full? We are. Our issue has been staff. We've kind of had to hold back on the throttle because of staff. So we don't know really know our full potential yet. Like I said, we, we hired a new technician and he's experienced. He's experienced on the Euro cars. So we're hoping in the next couple of months we're going to be running full steam ahead. And we have another technician kind of in the works. So, you know, we're, we're getting all the pieces finally falling into place. It's taken a little bit of time, but it's falling into place. George, is finding a, a Euro tech harder than ever? Oh, that's the worst. It is the worst. It's a needle in a haystack. Even if you've worked at a dealership at a Euro shop, say you worked at BMW dealership and, you've, and you're the top tech, that's all you've ever worked on is BMW. So then you're going to come here and we work on Audis. Yeah, they're Euro, but they're a different breed than a BMW. Different, and you get BMW guys that don't want to work on Audis. So, and then Mercedes, and then Volkswagen, and then everything else that's thrown in there. So 
to get somebody that's comfortable and willing and able to learn and, and thrive on these all makes, not all makes and models, but the all Euro makes and models is difficult. It was difficult for me to transition. George, once you get to a certain level, will you just say, listen, we have got to bring on an apprentice and we're going to, we're going to teach that person ground up? We have started that process already. We have a young man who's been with us for a year and a half. He started as an oil change boy at the Mercedes dealer and saw no potential for growth. He's come here. He's, you know, he's done very well. We, we have found a guy, one of our technicians to put him with to kind of mentor him, but we don't have a, we've, like I said, we started, but we don't have that full path to victory, so to speak for a, for a ground up technician, but that's, that's the only way that's for me. And and what we've talked about in the past is the only way I see to make that happen is to, is to grow your own, to find somebody with the right skill set and then make them better. This was great. Thank you so much. Uh, Very proud of all your great moves. George Gilligan, good to have you here, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 